All right, guys, welcome back. Another Comedy Store podcast in the studio at the world-famous Comedy Store with Mr. John Reap tonight. Hello! Yes. Rick to the Ingram. That's right. I am Rick Ingram. I guess I should have told you that, but uh, <laughs> if you've listened to any of the other episodes, I suppose you would know that because no one else is willing to do this for free like I am. <sighs> Always you're, willing. You're a trooper, a soldier, you're a hero. Uh, <laughs> how are you, sir? I'm good. good? Yeah. I'm good. I'm happy to be doing this with you. I've known you for, like, what, 15 years now? Yeah, probably 13. 13 at least. That's how long I've been out here. Yeah, okay, then 13. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, I got here two years before you and did my, I slobbed away as well. I did the uh, working at the door. You did? I did. I was going to ask if you uh, if you were I one of the. I the door. Do you know Chewy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Chewy was, he looked like Odd Job from the James yes, Bond movies. He and did. he sold uh, copious amounts of cocaine out of the parking lot. Oh, I didn't know that part. Yeah. And then he played bass for some band. Some band. They still occasionally don't know about. play. Okay. And people be like, yeah, Chewy's band is playing. You want to go? And I'm but always like, fuck, no, I don't. He was an go. asshole. He was. Yeah. Did you get along with Chewy? Um, well, I didn't know him until he was gone. <laughs> oh, good. And uh, I, I would work the parking lot. He much nicer then. I mean, he was, he still just thought he owned the place. Right. Um, like I would work a lot and he would, he would pull in and, you know, he'd want to park here and tell me everyone loved him. <laughs> right. And he was always asking if I had money, like he needed to borrow <laughs> really? money. And I'm like, I, I knew what? for a fact from everyone being like, yeah, the dude sells Coke. So <laughs> do you have money? I have uh, cocaine to offer I mean, you. I have, I have $5. <laughs> I'll, I'll pay you back, bro. I'd be like, no, really? you won't pay me back. I didn't know that about him. I, Ari always would, uh, when Chewie showed up, Ari would take all the money out of his wallet and hide it in his sock. So that way, Chewie, <laughs> if he told him to take his wallet out, he couldn't. Uh, I'll show look, you. I so have nothing. nothing. Look here. Come on, bro. Come Let's on. you sock, bro. Um, I know the trick. But I, the way I originally found out he was, uh, he sold Coke. And I mean, I'm just putting this dude on blast now, yeah. I guess. But we don't, we're not, we're, it's Chewy it's from Star Wars. Yes, exactly. He was a Wookiee. He, he He's kind of famous. <laughs> he, uh, people would always pull in the lot, just like strangers. And they'd be like, hey, is Chewy here? And I'd be like, no, he doesn't work anymore. And I'd be like, who uh, took over for him? <laughs> Which like, means oh, he's a oh, new drug dealer. Yeah, and I'd be like, well, I'm, I'm working the lot. And they'd be uh-huh. like, Oh, can I get you, something from you? Are you holding? Like, oh, no, I, I didn't take over that aspect of working the lot. I got some PBR in my trunk. I, I can smoke you out and if that'll help. Right. Downers. I don't want downers. Uh, I need to go up. Um, so, yeah, I did chase me Chewy. through the comedy store one night. When I worked here, I mean, when I first who, started who are you do, who are you First, who were you working the door with? What guys? Oh, what part of your, uh, Well, Jeff Richards. Okay. Um, That's who I associated you he with got when me I first in showed here, up here. Okay. Basically. Uh, but I don't think when I was here, he was still working the door. I think he'd already made, been made a paid regular. Right. Um, he'd probably been on Mad TV me? at that point, I'm guessing. It, it, soon thereafter. Like right. he, was, he, he moved up enough that he didn't have to work the door by the right. time I got here. But I did. Right. And, uh, you know, you have to do that set where it's like you get passed by Mitzi or not. And, of course, he, she would show up. She's not as healthy as she is. I mean, she's not healthy today as she once was. Right. But she would still show up. And you had to tell someone, hey, and Eleanor is my way in. Eleanor is the one. Basically, you're performing for Eleanor. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Because Eleanor would be the one to go like, okay, you need to watch this guy. I've been told by this person and this person that he's, right. he's worthy of us. Sure. <laughs> and you should watch him. And then I did. And, uh, I mean, she did. And so she made me a paid regular. But I don't remember the actual door guys that were, God. Oh, oh, Duncan Trussell. Oh, right. Um, he, he was the talent coordinator when I worked here. Okay. He had moved up to that. And he uh, would try and get me to uh, be Mitzi's assistant, which I right. 
very intelligently refused. Yes, yes. you don't want to get lumped into that. That's that, that could be a long term thing that doesn't go anywhere. Uh, and, or most of the ones in my era when I was a doorman, they all worked the job for about two weeks and then were never allowed at the comedy store again <laughs> to perform really? or do anything. Like there's a guy, Mikey Romano, who was like an impressionist. Okay, and he got fairly good stage time for the three or four months that he was Mitzi's assistant, and then she fired him, and he never was. Not allowed to come back and perform anymore. Oh, Sarah. I'm, Just that so there's a lot. And Doug, hey, man, I'm calling Mitzi. was thinking maybe you'd be great to be your assistant. And I'd be like, fuck. No, no. hell no. Because that's a whole other category. Yeah. I mean, because if you're good at that. Then you're stuck. Then they need you for that. Yeah. You know? Like you'd have to miss spots if Mitzi wanted so you to I, watch I, Fox I, News with her or whatever. <laughs> right. When I would check the door, I mean, I, I would look at an ID and pretend to look at the date. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, good. Hey, you could get in there. But, uh, uh, I would come here wanting to do a spot and knowing that I wasn't allowed to park there yet because I wasn't a paid regular. Right. I was an unpaid regular. So I had to park up the hill. But what I would do, this is why Chewy chased me to the comedy store, oh, okay. is I came in one night. I said, Chewy, I'm just here to get my check, man. He goes, all right, bro, you got 15 seconds. Or some <laughs> shit like that. Yeah, classic Chewy. And so I was like, all right. And I left my car. There. I took my keys, though. Smart. Yeah. And then I went in. I just hung out. Got some drinks, and I knew he'd be looking for me. So I, I moved from room to room. Yeah, always and I on could the see move. him come in. It's dark as shit in here. Yeah, this lasted for an hour, and then right. I saw him come around in a certain way, and I was like, "This is my chance to get in my car and get the fuck out of here." And, I, and he's hated me ever since then. Luckily, he's not here. Yeah, yeah. They, fuck Chewy. Yeah, I think that's really what the lesson we've learned here. Yeah, the guys here are much nicer. It's nicer now. It's it's this place has gotten way better. The vibe is a lot better yeah. now. They they uh, they've made a few pretty smart decisions in recent years to. Uh, make well, the club better. Food. That's brand new. Food. Chicken uh, fingers. Chicken fingers. I mean, that's really the key. The comedy club. <laughs> you, all you need are chicken I mean, fingers. Think of all the money they've been missing out on. on, yeah. on that shit. For a long time, the only food was the waitress's cookies, right. and <laughs> which uh, they what, taste a little bit like Crisco. Some girl would just uh, and, Andrea would just bring cookies. Yeah, and you could, it's almost like drugs. You get on the side. Yeah, it's not on the menu. Right. <laughs> you had, to, you had to ask someone, and she would bring them to How you. How much was five like cookies? Two little cookies and a cellophane. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, I remember one night I was standing in the front hallway of the original room, and uh, I was talking to I think Freddie Lockhart was working the cover oh, yeah, booth. Yeah. And Andrea walked around the corner, and I, uh, apparently someone had stolen some cookies. Oh, no. Um, because she was very upset about it, and she started giving me shit. And she was like, you realize you can't just eat the cookies. <laughs> like, I, I have to make those. So right. if, if you want the cookies, you have to pay for the cookies full price. <laughs> right. I'm like, what? I don't want any of your fucking cookies. No, I hate Look, it. If you're going to eat them, you have to pay. I was okay, like, okay. Oh, how, much, how much are they? She was like, $2. <laughs> Took $2 out, put on the thing, grabbed her cookies, and just threw them in the sunset. <laughs> What are you doing? In her face. They're my fucking cookies. It's my cookies. I do whatever I want with them. <laughs> I love I that. I can't believe you did that. Yeah, well, I did. Take your $2 and shut the fuck up. That reminds me when I was in high school, I, was, I wasn't I was a bully, but I was... Nothing wrong with that. But there was a moment. Yeah. And there was this dude named Greg Martin, and he was sitting right next to me. And he was this nerdy nerd. I mean, if you look, I mean, I'm talking Revenge of the Nerd, nerd right. guy. Nice guy. I played football. It was a moment where I was a jock, but Hell I wasn't yeah. really. But I looked, at, I looked at Greg one day. He's like, hey, Greg, give me a piece of paper. He's like, okay. He pulls out a piece of paper, hands it to me. I go, thanks. <laughs> Rip it up in front of him. <laughs> just, and just never talk to him again. That dude's going to kill me one day. Someday. Yeah, he's going to kill me. I mean, he's getting a <laughs> shout out now on a podcast. Greg Martin was- <laughs> 
So he's sitting Look me up like, on Facebook, Greg. He's telling people, my, John Reap is my best friend. John Reap. He's talking about me. way back. I used to give him paper the all the time in Spanish class. I was always giving him paper. <laughs> and we, would, we had this thing where I'd give him the paper and he'd tear it up. It yeah, was so it was cool. Like we'd make other people laugh on the football team. Uh, how, how big was your high school? Not big, but bigger this is than Hickory, people would Hickory think. High? I what was to, it called? No, Hickory High. Hickory is bigger than I make it sound. Okay. Um, I went to a high school on the outskirts of Hickory called Fred T. Ford. Mm, okay. It was like a farmer who was famous. Fred that, T. Ford. They spelled Ford F-O-A-R-D. Ooh, so even fucked Fancy. That up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You went to one of them fancy high schools, oh, yeah, it yeah. sounds like. <laughs> yeah, an extra A in there. Uh, but Hickory High was the preppy. That was the preppy high school. I went to the redneck <laughs> Big high school. Big leaguers. Lots of uh, future farmers of America went mm-hmm. to Ford. So I see. Yeah. Yeah, Hickory High, that, that was more your Abercrombie and Fitch crowd. <laughs> exactly. They uh, were 4A. We were 3A. I see. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I went to Kansas. I was in Kansas suburbs of Kansas City. Right. Um, that, 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 that has big city in there, right? Like, yeah. You play 4A. Uh, I, I think I, our school was 6A, but <laughs> I think it's I probably. Think there were 6As. Yeah. I mean, I, I, each state system is different because I know, <laughs> I think Texas, it only goes up to 5A, and there's no way my high school was bigger than some of those schools right. that have like Dude, I, I, I full no football stadiums. 6A. Yeah, that's that's it was a 6A. There was like 2,500 kids at my school. Wow. So, I mean, it was big for Kansas, but yeah. there's got to be much when larger high schools. did you move schools. here from Kansas? Well, well you said, well, because okay, so you were here two years after me. You said it have been like 2000. 2003 is when I showed up. Okay, okay. Right at the, I guess at the end of 2002. Have you gone over this before? Because I don't want to repeat your story if you already told um, it. it. You know, it doesn't really matter. If I repeat it, <laughs> they'll love it. I think it's interesting. I love it. Yeah. No, I, uh, I showed up. I went to college for a few years, and then as soon as I was 21, that was kind of my goal was... Get Once I could f- was old enough to get into the clubs, right. I was going to move to New York or L.A. Did you start stand-up in Kansas City? Yeah. Stanford and Sons. Stanford. Hell yeah. Yeah. Mr. Glazier How was... How great is that place? Jeff Richards there this weekend. Is he really? Yeah. That's I saw, why he's not here? I saw Craig Glazier... He's partying up with Craig. Tweeting. <laughs> yeah. hey, last chance to he's see a, uh, he's Jeff Richards. He's the number one player on SNL of all time. Of all time. <laughs> this, this guy had more characters. This dude, than- this dude owns this club. <laughs> like, he will, he, will, he will take your credits and add 800 fucking stars yeah. to it. And it make it sound like you're the best thing of all time right well, yeah that's when i used to know jeff richards with louis anderson and he would always do louis on snl when he right like, yeah jeff bit. richards kyle survey says <laughs> and we put it on the board on the board yep. oh, it's on in there that guy you're talking to right now this is kyle davis he played um a donk this is how well i actually met you before this but he right. did uh uh, uh, we did a film together called Into the Storm. Check it out. Came out last summer. It's yeah, the modern day Twister. It's a storm chaser. It's, a, it's Twister on steroids. With yes. Twister ripoff, but hey. Yes, it's a Twisteroid. It's not Sharknado. But well, you know, uh, few few fuck. things are few yeah, things fuck. are. Yeah. But that's how we we're, we're best buddies since this film, uh, shot in Detroit, and uh, he knows Louis Anderson back in the day. Yeah, Kyle. <laughs> it's like too many stories, but I love did, you, Louis. Jeff used to do the best Louis Anderson impression, though. Yeah, have you seen him do it? Yeah, it was one of my favorite things. Oh my his, god, his Gary Busey and his oh, Louis his Anderson Busey were the best. So his Busey was phenomenal. <laughs> It was so on point. Hey, ridiculous. Merry Christmas. I got this big ass candy cane. It's got smaller candy canes in it. Where's the crack? I was playing football with, with Craig T. Nelson and Emmanuel Lewis. Jesus Christ. 
he would destroy me. He, there's he had, no one funnier. One Jeff is in his moment. There's yeah. no one funnier. One of my favorite lines that I've ever heard any comic tell is him doing his Gary Busey where he goes, what's this AIDS walk? You can't walk AIDS off. You got to jog it off. <laughs> I, don't, I always just thought that was such a great line. Walk. AIDS walk. I forgot about that. It's just so good. Oh, my God. Setup is perfect, and uh, oh. he just fucking killed it. But Louis Anderson, comedy store. Yeah. Classic. He, Louis, His name's on the wall. Louis, uh, I don't want to say he hit on me, but he oh. made me very uncomfortable well, guess, when I first met him. It, can you chime in? Or is this? No. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. Absolutely Cut. not. Yeah. All right. But he, he's, he's performing at South Point this weekend. That's right. Uh, he's at the shout out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Vegas, yeah. Right. Or, or it's sometime fucking. Yeah. yeah it's coming up. Go, to, go, Louis. If you, if go you have Internet. Rick Ingram looks, you got a shot. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So what, how was, what was your experience with him hitting on you since you can tell it? Uh, well, I was a, I was a doorman and I was 21 years old and he, you That's know, he came up. That's hot right away. Yeah. Uh, I said, uh, you know, I was really excited to meet Louie. I'd been in L.A. probably for four months. Back then, <laughs> Louie... Uh, Look how crazy he's going right yeah. now. Oh, Louis, too bad you can't talk. He ran a show in the main room <laughs> that was... Uh, it was all Barry Katz. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it was a Barry Katz show. Louie hosted it. Know Barry Katz, and he, uh, yeah, he would come up and start talking. Ah, you look new. Yeah, <laughs> you work here? How do you love it? Yeah. Oh, that's great. I, we got to work together. And I'm like, oh, cool. And yeah. someone's like, you know, hey, Louis gay, right? Me. I'm like, what? Right. But I had already. Are you shitting me? Uh, that's, that's the rumor. Word on the street. The, according to a certain <laughs> male prostitute in Las Vegas who might have blackmailed him and got him fired from Family Feud, he has a few gay tendencies. That's a bummer. Um, oh, that's too bad. But I, I, in this America, yeah. it's fine, yeah. right? I mean, why is it a big deal anymore? I don't, I don't think know. it is now. Back then, it would have been. I guess they Definitely. felt it wasn't family feud type. The gay or the prostitute. Louis, though, is family feud. When he got on there, it was always ten thousand dollars. He put in his own money and bumped up to twenty thousand dollars, which is where it is today. Wow! To wow! He was always like the generous, not bad, the super generous, super sweet guy. And he's uh, funny, man. He's hilarious. Oh, he's he's. Uh, it's just it's funny how people don't know. That's what yeah. I like. Well, I, well, when I was in college, it comes out of nowhere, yeah. right? You're like, when I was in in college, uh, I went, my first semester of college, I went to a really shitty film school called uh -huh. the College of Santa Fe. So <laughs> shitty, it no longer exists. Okay. Literally, the school went bankrupt and is gone now. Um, but. I was you in, sought that out and found College of Santa Fe? They, they found, they came to my high school oh. and they were like... <laughs> they recruited people. They did. Holy shit. They were like, yeah, uh, you filled out that you wanted to do film on your PSAT test and your scores are great. And I was just like, wait. Rick, so, I think you're a fantastic candidate. Let's yeah. put you in this. I was like, so I, I get out of Kansas? <laughs> yeah, I'm in. So I went there and the whole thing was a fucking sham. Of course. They promised like, you know, uh, we have, they had a an actual filming recording studio in the on campus so like we film big movies there this semester <laughs> we're filming this matt damon movie called all the pretty horses and every every year we get more films so i'm like oh cool you're gonna get to work on this actual awesome. films and then i went in the semester i was there the extent of what they filmed on campus was a macho man randy savage slim jim commercial <laughs> Well, that's Which not they didn't bad. even let me work on it. Oh, it, it was that's only, a bummer. It was three days, so they let all the upperclassmen work on it. I'm just like, oh, I don't even get to meet the macho man? This oh. is bullshit. Fuck Santa Fe. <laughs> Fucking Santa Fe. Yeah. I would have loved to have been town. on something like that back then. Uh, well, yeah, I would have... Uh, 
I was so pumped. I thought I was really going to get my foot in the door and meet people <laughs> right. and get a job working on a, a and you film like studio. wrestling. I mean, those, yeah. some of those characters. Hilarious. Yeah. What do you think about this new Hulk, Hulk Hogan scenario? Oh, I didn't. Uh, what's going on? He's using the N word in a sex video. Uh, but there's oh. that. Wait, is it a private video? He is made he, some. Is he doing it on purpose? Well, he 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 did like a podcast or something where he was openly talking about how. I guess his daughter dates thug type black guys. Oh, I see. And so Hulk said some disparaging things about uh, how he doesn't want thugs, these thug types, <laughs> right, around We're his daughter. About people like but Eminem with, and Macklemore, but with a lot more n bombs. Oh, I see. Yeah. What do you say about the Rock? I think he's. I think he's half black. I think he's half black, half Samoan. He's Samoan. Yeah. No. Okay. So wait. So the Hulkster, anyway. He he said some racist things. Okay. WWE fired him, erased him from all their website stuff. Oh shit! He's no longer listed in the Hall of Fame. They're going back in time. Yeah. Like the Duke Hazard, the Confederate flag. What I saw on TMZ today was that the owner Vince McMahon. Yeah. He did a thing a few years ago where he did this thing where he was saying the N word all over the place, and now they're. Wow, he's and he was like, he was like how can he how can he say this fucking shit but I can't say it in the right, sex right. video and right and thug the, uh, so the sex video I just want to clarify yeah he wasn't doing it like I'm doing this for teen for like a you know like a the browsers or something right. it was like a private uh, thing uh, that really somehow know? got leaked yeah I think he, if I remember correctly he was fucking another wrestler's wife who looked just oh, nice. like his daughter yeah oh, so, I mean, kind of weird you, well you remember that show that he had yes. Hogan Knows Best yes. Hogan Knows Best he was like massaging his daughter with oil <laughs> yeah he loves her <laughs> he does love her and then then the he does was, love her no yeah but then when they got divorced love. the the daughter the mom Got together with this dude who looked like a young Hulk Hogan. Right. And he got together who I looked saw that. like the fucking his daughter. Right. Yeah. And right. His, a oh, younger man. version of his wife, which is his daughter. His That's- his wife came into the comedy store one night. She was oh. sitting in the OR, and I didn't know. And I, I I pick on the crowd. Yeah. So I got to where she was, just platinum blonde, Ric Flair hair, <laughs> like exactly. glow yeah. in the dark Woo! thing. And so I started I started making fun of her, and I kept saying. You look like a broke version of Hulk Hogan's daughter. Oh. <laughs> and, then, and then she she got up and left. What? And I was like, oh, so I started making fun of the Hulkster, and suddenly you can't take it anymore. And she walked out, and I just hear a bunch of comics fucking losing it in the back. <laughs> so, so when I got off stage, they were all like, dude, you know that was Linda Hogan, right? I'm that like, is- oh, that, that was the, the wife? And they're like, yeah, that was his wife. I'm like, oh. And she just... Left? She just left. Like immediately, as soon as she was called out, being that is, dude, that's legend. Was she but, with her boyfriend at the time? The no, she was with another lady who had the same bleached hair. hair and they, I mean, it looked like it was, I mean, you know, Florida's night out. Twins, the mom, the daughter, yeah, the whole, yeah. I mean, they all get the long. Just uh, they're a classy only family. People who have, I mean, only a certain amount, a few amount of people from the comedy store who have that story. Oh, yeah. Only you, that one. But do you know Bernie Stevens' version of that? Well, well, he, wait, with the Jerry Jewell thing? The girl was, from Facts of Life? Yeah, I was, here. When that I was here. I was here, too! That was so great. That's great. Tell that one. All right, so... Well, you know uh, Facts of Life. Uh, yeah, I heard about the whole... So, okay, okay. Brody Have you Stevens, told us on the podcast? No, no. Okay, you gotta do it. Brody was... Uh, <laughs> he was on stage. It was kind of later in the night. And there wasn't that many people there. And a lady was sitting in the, the side booth area right. in the original room. And she was facing away from Brody and that upset Brody for whatever reason. He was very put off by it. Brody will notice anything, take it as a negative right, sign. Right. And then he has to point it out. So he starts pointing at 
you're not even looking at me. <laughs> you turn and you look at me when I'm on stage. <laughs> Just being really question. aggressive, like yelling at her. That's you know, what, what's your deal? What's your name? And she said, uh, Jerry. He said, who are you, Jerry Jewell from the Facts of Life? And then started doing an impression of a retarded person. <laughs> he did the whole, I'm dead. Yeah. He sounded just like, <laughs> yeah. to his defense, great impression. Great impression. Yeah, it was dead on. Hilarious reference. <laughs> and then her friend goes, it is Jerry Jewell, you asshole. And then we all were fucking dying. And Brody dropped to his knees, crawled off the stage. <laughs> Got in his car yeah. and he left the building. Yeah, he was so embarrassed. So embarrassed. He didn't say I'm sorry. He didn't say, uh, "Let me get you." He yeah. literally walked off the stage. Yep. I saw him get in his car. People saw him leave to the fucking window. Yeah, he drove away. So embarrassed. We were all just sitting there like, "What are the fucking odds?" That- Honestly, one of the best the endings. Jerry of- person stayed there. She didn't. Leave. She stayed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's only she was one actually kind of cool with it. Yeah. I think she was probably. She was used to be a stand-up, right? Yeah. Well, and, then why, then, why didn't he continue? Because he was, he was so, so embarrassed. embarrassed. He's, he's a sensitive guy. Yeah, and he's just doing an impression of a person with mental right. handicap. He didn't know it was her. Yeah. <laughs> what are the odds? What are the odds? It's it's just, what, are, uh, what are the odds? Yeah, I mean, not good. That's like winning the lottery twice. That's kind of, I mean, yeah. That, that's standard comedy store shit, oh though. My God. Things so just go you down. and him are only the ones that I know of. Who have a great thing that happened where you pick on the person and it's the fucking person. And it turns out, but you to didn't be, know it was this. Yeah, yeah. Does that happen in this building ever since? <laughs> it probably happens more than we think, right, I guess. Right. Just because you get strange people in here all yeah. the time. But oh my god, that's hilarious. Yeah, the the Hulkster <laughs> thing it's out of control. I used oh, to love so wrestling. What's the thing so with the uh, the Confederate flag that he did, I heard some brief thing where he ripped off he had a T-shirt of the Confederate flag and ripped it off. Hogan did. Yeah. Oh, that, I mean, oh, that must have been a Facebook yeah, fake thing be. I saw. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, I click I mean, on clickbait all the time. He's from Florida, so, I w- so none it of it surprises me. <laughs> right. Like when they were like, "Yeah, Hogan was saying the N bomb." I'm like, yeah. "He's a dude with a, a bald how old mullet he? from how old Florida, <laughs> and he's sixty something." Sixty. Yeah, of course I mean, he's gonna do that. I wonder what he's the bright orange. Dog thought about that. Though, <laughs> he was huh? rolling over in his dog he's grave. His chain like that <laughs> Although George Foreman stood up for him. I don't know if you saw that on no. TMZ. No. Oh, did he? Good he for said him. he's my good friend. Don't stop ripping which, on It's him. a character. Which is ironic because Hulk Hogan was the person they approached first about put, naming the grill after him. And, oh, H- and right? Hogan said no. Are you oh, what serious? Yeah, he was like, no, I'm not doing that. That's never going to catch on. And All the right. next person they asked was George Foreman. He was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll is do that it. a real story? It's a real story. I believe, I believe so it. The, the George Foreman grill could have been the Hulk Hogan grill. That and George Foreman grill made him. He probably made him a hundred million dollars oh, or something. Have you seen these new commercials with George Foreman about invent help? Yeah, people say to me, people always ask me, "Are you serious? <laughs> what are you going to do?" George, I got a great idea. Thing. I got a great idea. George, well, talk what? to me. I know invent help. Where do I go for an idea for a great invention? <laughs> no, they don't. Because people George. always ask. They me. don't ask you about your boxing career. <laughs> no, the first thing they it's say about is, their invention. Invent help. What you got? I would like to ask him why he named all of his kids fucking George. I think it's pretty obvious because he knows how amazing he is. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Right. God damn. It doesn't get better than George. No. If I have sons, daughters, they're all going to be Richard Allen Ingram. <laughs> one through what? I'm going to go I'm gonna have eight of them. <laughs> George Reed. I'm sticking with that. All the, that's right. Yes. Obviously, By the Rick way, Flair Rick, you're a Ric Flair fan. Huge Ric Flair fan. Are you a Ric Flair fan? Dude, I'm, I mean, I who's used not, to be a right? Wrestling fan as well, so. I've met Ric Flair. Yeah, you've he... met. I mean, there are wrestlers who come here. Yeah, yeah. Rowdy, Rowdy, Rowdy Piper, Piper. Ooh, yeah. comes here. He's There's brought a lot of here. Come here too. 
Mick Foley will has yeah. been here. Okay. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan. Right. And, that, and of course, I've never seen Cena here. Uh, yeah, she's been here a bunch of times. Ron I met, Jeremy. I met Brett, <laughs> legendary <laughs> wrestler wrestling. Ron Jeremy. <laughs> it's a type of wrestling. It's, go- it's like it's Roman. Fake. What's that? Yeah. Gr- Roman, Greek, Roman shit? I don't know what it is. Uh, Greco Roman. That's what I meant to say. I, I, got, I met Bret Hart here. I saw, um, I saw Roddy Piper tweeting, bringing Bret Hart to the comedy store tonight. And I said to my wife, Oh, I guess uh, I guess they're bringing Bret Hart to the counter store tonight. She's like, "Ooh, I'll go with you." Uh-huh. I was like, "Wait, what do you mean?" She said, "I want to meet Bret Hart." I was like, "Wait a second, I don't well, know well, if I want you to meet yeah. Bret Hart." How do you know Bret yeah. Hart? She's, "Oh, he was my favorite. I had a crush on him." I'm like, uh, "Not invited. Not invited <laughs> anymore." No, too uh, threatening. But I was too nervous to meet him. I, I was in Kansas City when, I, one, when I, Owen Hart died. I don't remember. Bre- oh, I'm, I'm, he, was, he wore pink and he had the sunglasses. He okay. was. Uh, he wasn't part of Rock and Roll Express, was he? Brett the Hitman yeah. Hart. Oh, the Hitman. Yeah. The there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. He left the Hitman part. Yeah. Now I'm with yeah. you. Okay. So yeah, I, I, I was in Kansas City at the pay per view when his brother died, fell from the rafters in Kansas City. So I, I, I just shit. couldn't talk to him. It made me too uncomfortable. It's too personal. So, yeah, I was like, yeah, I, I, I had nightmares about seeing your brother die <laughs> right. for a long time. So how that, are you? That happened live. I mean, I mean, it, it was at, live, yeah, it was at a pay per view. Like broadcast? Uh, no, they were showing. That is six seconds he was, away or something. Owen was supposed to wrestle the Godfather, who was a pimp wrestler, and uh, they were playing the Godfather's entrance music, where he would come out with a bunch of hoes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, right. he got about halfway down the ramp, and the body just smacked into the ring. What? Dropped ninety feet. I remember feet. this being a big news. How yeah. long ago was this? Like this ninety nine. Oh shit! Did he just yeah. accidentally fall, or how? This- yeah, they they said he. He, they were supposed to lower him in from the rafters. That was his gag. He wore a superhero costume, and they'd right. lower him in. Oh, he's flying into the ring. And then about five feet above the ring, he would pull the safety, and he would drop down. Right. Um, but he apparently they put him over the, the rafters or the catwalk, and he was hanging off the side, getting ready to be dropped down, and somehow... Hold it safety. Damn. Wrestling is dangerous. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, 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 yeah, listen, they do the fake thing, but it's, they always end up fucking hurting themselves. Yep. Uh, Concussions, broken backs. Yeah. Honestly, it's uh, one of the most dangerous things an athlete could do as a sport. Yeah. You know, I mean, think about the guys who have done it for years and they can't walk now. I mean, yeah, it's we're, brutal. We're, we're, we're lucky that Hulk Hogan can still fuck people. Yeah. <laughs> it. Which, and by the way, if, the if, the yeah, if you <laughs> can catch Hogan's sex video, it is. <laughs> It's an impressive feat. She's have- going, oh, man. <laughs> oh, I don't feel good right now. Does he body slammer at the very end? <laughs> he, he just pile kills driver. it for he about 36 seconds. <laughs> he kills it for 30 And then he is just disgusted. He's oh. like, you're, you're better than Linda. And she, oh. she tells us something. He like, walks out of the room with American Hero, right? He, he does. <laughs> he, he, I, as he walks out, the lady's like, make sure you say bye to Greg or whatever on your way out. <laughs> like, her husband's in the other room. Oh, great. Brings Hogan oh, wait, over is to this fuck the his DJ wife. guy from Florida? I don't know. He, he had sex with a, D, a famous radio DJ from Florida. Hogan did. Yes. I, I, the and video they were I saw. With Bubba the Love Sponge. Dude, Jane oh. knows all the stuff. Yeah. I know. <laughs> he knows his Hogan history. <laughs> <laughs> I got a Ric Flair story for you, my All right, like. let's hear it. I a love Flair. A buddy of mine from North Carolina uh, uh, sells insurance to Ric Flair. Nice. And he told me a story. 
Because they've kind it's of. It's going to be a lot of insurance because he lives in the biggest house. When on I the say biggest sells, hill. I mean, like, he has a hard time collecting money from Ric Flair. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's a fan. Yeah. And thought, like, this would be cool. I'll be friends with Ric Flair. Right. And, and cover him. Sure. And of course, you know, he's like having to track him down at bars and right. say, man, you got that check. He's like, nah, not this time, bro. He's like, okay, I'll be, I'll come back next month. Flair, he stays rich by refusing <laughs> to pay off right. what he owes, right. he which has, is smart. He has no debt. No. No, he Never only will. has jobs. But um, so he told me the story. Him and Ric Flair were at a bar. It was like a, it was like a happy hour. Okay. And they're hanging out. I think he tried to track him down to get a check from him and decided to stay and drink with Ric Flair. Sure. If you're not going to get the money, you might as well get the stories. Have a drink. Yeah. Yeah. Pay for Ric Flair's drinks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, uh, hey, man. Uh, so they got these two girls to come back to my friend's house. Okay. Who's hanging out with Ric Flair. Now Flair, Rick is, Flair goes to the friend's house, Rick too? Rick goes with my buddy nice. Mike to his house with these two random girls from a bar. Now. How old was Ric Flair? I mean, this happened five years ago. So, what, 60 He's probably 63, 64 then. So, they're hanging out, and it's like, who's making the first move? What are we doing? Are we just checking out this house? Are we having a beer and going back to the bar? What's happening? Rick's been in the game for so long. Yeah. He's got to move. He knows what's going on. It's time to get naked. Let the ladies ride Space Mountain, as Rick would say. (laughs) So my buddy Mike tells me, Rick goes to the bathroom, right? And while they're kind of hanging out in the kitchen, having a beer, he comes out totally naked. No, not totally naked. uh, Porky Pig style. So he's got a shirt on. So he has no pants. Yeah, leave it, air it out on the bottom. And makes apparently sense. he's hung like a fucking mule. I would believe he's it. He's Italian. He never looked like he wore or took steroids, so there's no shrinkage. Exactly. He always had a nice, That's doughy, muscular he's body. He's the world champion. Yeah, 18 times. <laughs> 18 times. Woo! So he comes out totally naked, and the girls are like, we're leaving. And they leave, and then now it's just Mike and Ric Flair with his pants off. God. He's like, I guess I'm going back to the bar, man. Oh, it's fucking bitches. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. It sounds to me like they have there's, no appreciation for there's a couple girls who weren't real Americans they missed because the Rick is a goddamn legend. Mm. And those ladies, they should have been fighting over pulling on that I, trunk. I feel the same way. There are too many girls who don't see an opportunity before them. Yeah. And they walk out of the room. I love the word trunk, by the way. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's fantastic. It just when seems. Hung, yeah. Like, forget, forget hung like a mule. You're hung like a fucking elephant. Right. It's the fucking trunk. But, on that well, I think trunk. <laughs> I think tree trunk. Oh, I just think. So it's just width and not fucking length. Well, hey. All, all of the above <laughs> yeah, works. That's what's beautiful. Elephant it depends on the girl. It starts like a tree and then yep. goes right. a little bit slimmer, but still it's thick. It's, it's a, a long. Oh, and you can grab things with it and put it in your mouth. You Rick, breathe, Rick breathe Flair's peanut. Imagine if your penis, penis eats like peanuts. A, <laughs> little known fact. Imagine if your penis worked like a trunk. And you could sniff the pussy out before you got in there. God. And then maybe grab a drink and have a sip before, you know. Uh, Rick, All right, Rick Flair needed <laughs> these abilities. Right. We'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right, our, so, our wives will appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so then I guess progressing back to the comedy store. Yes, please. You, uh, this is a podcast reel. You... You worked got here, you worked the door. How many years did you work the door? I worked the door, the door from or? about 90, oh no, I'm sorry, 2000-ish to about 2001. I mean, okay. I, I got made a regular pretty, pretty quick because I'd already done the road for years. I mean, oh, I was okay. already a feature act all over the country. Dude, by the time I got here, in my mind, <laughs> L.A. and New York was the mecca of stand-up comedy. Yeah, absolutely. Like, 
Like, I need to have my knife sharp before I show up there. I don't want right. to show up and not know and learn here. That's what people kept telling me when I was in Kansas City. He was like, don't go there until you have a headlining set. And I was like, I, I no, have. No, feature's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have that. I had about three minutes of uh, terrible Will Ferrell impressions that I just straight ripped from Will Ferrell. But you know so what? You, you go to you, Laugh Factory then? Yeah. And, it, and crushed over there. I just stood in line in that place too. They, um, uh, like, uh, when I would do it here, everyone. Uh, when I was an open micer, the people hosting the open mic was like Dave Taylor, Skippy right. Simon, Ari oh, okay. Shafir, yes. Steve Renazizi. one of my, but those guys were. And they would be like, don't ever do those impressions ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I did, the crowd liked was it. it not working? Like, I would do fine, but they just, I mean, like I said, half of them were straight Will Ferrell. Just characters. doing his material. Not his material, but, but it's just like characters he did right, more right, or less. Right. Like I did a Harry so Carey not, impression. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. uh, I did like a George Bush impression that my my interesting spin on it was <laughs> since I was 21 and no one wanted to see me doing a George Bush impression. I did the adventures of young George W. Bush. Nice. I so like it was it. all about me being in college and doing blow. Right. And okay. the gag was always that I uh, I bought some bad coke from an Iraqi kid. <laughs> right. And that eventually his people would pay for it. Right. And so I would do that and they'd be like. Don't ever do Listen, that again. No that one wants shit to hear. Off, bring it back. <laughs> no now wants, you're established. Now I'm ready. You can bring it back now. It's time. That's the great thing about doing fantastic. it forever. <laughs> yeah. It's the new thing Jeb Bush is running. Oh, oh it's so, current. We'll you're up. fucking coming back. Yes. Hey, just switch it to Jeb. Bullin' Argus and just don't even rewrite. Just change names. Change a name. I, I did right. La Jolla with Steve Pearl one time, and he started doing bits about, uh, this was during the Iraqi war that happened, you know, after 9-11. I've heard of it. And he uh, he did a bunch of bits that were very obviously about the first Gulf War in 91. Oh, great. And then he would just <laughs> act like it was George W. Bush. And everyone was like, that's not what this war is about. <laughs> right. So this old dude stands up and yells at him at the La Jolla Comedy Store. And I'd been there probably two or three times at that point, And right. it was always Crush City. Like Everyone yeah. does killer down there. If you there. can't do well in La Jolla, yeah. you should stop. So Pearl's. <laughs> kind of eating it, and then he starts doing a bit. Of, oh, you know, they think they can invade Kuwait going on, and the nope. old dude stands up, and he's like, that's not what this war is about. <laughs> and the then, veteran, probably. He was. Yeah, of and, course. And Pearl got mad. He's decked out middle. Said something, oh, I, oh, I mean, I'll no. kick your ass, old man, or something. <laughs> the old man Wrong. was not having it. He just started storming the stage. Oh, shit. And I, I should say storming, but, I mean. He might, storming. Yeah, he might have been. <laughs> he's dusty. He might have been on Normandy. He was old as fuck. <laughs> okay, so. okay, okay. His storming the stage was like moving a foot. Per five minutes. Very you slowly. better not young. Move, whipper snapper. I'm going to get up there by the end of the show. And the doorman calmed him down or whatever. But I just remember being like, Dude. you got to at least update the right, reasons right. for the war. If yeah. You're going to do old material. You got to make a couple changes. Yeah, just a few here so and there. So you'd be Jeb. Yeah. But then, I don't know. They, they actually sound different. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, George Bush and Jeb. Yeah. They, yeah. As long as it's, with all politicians, as long as you're just saying they're moron, people are generally happy. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, but I was, uh, I came here 2000. How long did you do, the? how long were you doing comedy before you came to L.A.? Uh, I, I quit my job in 1998. Okay. In Raleigh, North Carolina. I was working at a TV station. Okay. And I, dude, I actually am pretty lucky in a way because when I started stand up, um, 
Good Nights is like the La Jolla of the South. Right. If you can't do well there, you should quit. Okay. And so I started there, which kind of makes me spoiled in a way, because I thought, like, this is easy. I can do this the rest of my life. That's what I thought, too. Uh, Open mics at at Stanford sounds like 120 people. Right. Every week. Loving it. Right. So I was was going to be great. And then you get in the middle of nowhere, there's like five people, and you're... Right. Or you you come to the L.A., and you go to the open mic at the comedy store, and there's three people. Yeah. Six comics, right. and everyone wants you to do Six terrible. Six comics, yeah. one from Europe who doesn't really get every little <laughs> reference. Yeah. Or even if you're funny, they just don't fucking laugh at you. Yeah, they're because just they're pissed. Like, I'm not gonna fucking no, they're just waiting for their tab. They yeah. got one more beer to finish. And the, op- the open mic here, it's a little different now because they, they make choices as opposed to the bucket system that we used to do. Well, okay. But it used to be you draw numbers out of a bucket. Right. And half the weeks, I wouldn't even get a spot, and there'd be like 13 homeless 60-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. Who have nothing better to do. And, uh, yeah. And like, what's this line? I'll stand in here. They would get all the stage time, and I would just be so pissed. But uh, Yeah, that, and that was basically the ding-dong They don't show. do that yeah. anymore yeah. now? They change it up? Yeah, about six, seven years ago, they switched it up to where now they have all the crazies still sign up, but then they just <laughs> take the list in, and the talent coordinator or some of the doormen or whoever just like, no, 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 no. Uh, yes, no. yes, no, yes. Well, a boom shakalaka came from that shit. I'm they still sure, let him. In the day. Well, they still he's, let let, him he's, he's grandfathered in. But yeah, he's a legend. <laughs> I want to interview Boone on the Comedy Store podcast, but I feel like it's going to have to be like a it's ten minute. It's all you, dude. Yeah, I mean, you're going to do a lot of work. I did a I did a show that I was trying to make for a while called the Rick Ingram Experience, where it was me doing crowd work, and then I'd bring someone from the crowd that I was picking on up on stage and nice. interview them like a talk show style. Right, right, right. And so we did it at the Pink Taco on Sunset, and uh, I had Boone Shakalaka be my Ed McMahon. Oh no! And he, he was out of control. It was so funny. Well, okay, good. He was. It was well, good. It could I be mean, out of control. It was a disaster at right. moments, but it was just but that's, what, that's what makes it. It was so bizarre. Like the moments he would choose to start talking, he'd just be like, "You haven't said anything for twenty minutes." Right. He's, he went on a, a Hulk Hogan tirade where he just started yelling the N-word a bunch. And I was oh, just okay. like, I mean, I, I think he's black. I'm not sure. So He's, he's also grandfathered he, in on the N-word. He's et cetera. So we let him get away with it. But oh, that's funny. He started going on like he would just we'd be in the middle of a conversation, me and whoever I was interviewing, and he would just randomly bring out one of his bits. And yeah. like, what was oh. that, Boone? <laughs> oh, I, oh, I was just saying, what's 12 inches long and white? Not a damn thing. (laughs) Well played, Boone. You you got all the timing in the world, Boone. (laughs) You ever notice how 50 Cent looked like Harriet Tubman? (laughs) Not what we were talking about. We're talking about Iraq. Well played, though, Boone. (laughs) Good, Good timing. Yeah, there was there was a lot of boon shocks when I did open mic. So well, I him came here. Mickey I was and Gaylord. And, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. And you had to wait in line with these people, and yep. you're like, really? God yeah. Damn it, it's gotta be a better system. When I came here, I expected the best of the best. Yeah. You know, I wanted to. Um, when I started, uh, I worked at a TV station, right? Okay. So I was fortunate because I got. I was when I made it to feature act in Raleigh, North Carolina, at Good Nights. I got like. Th- Three cameras in there. It cost me zero dollars because I knew the people, like friends of mine. I give you free tickets to a show. Right. Just come in. I got three high def, like high, not high def back then, but high quality. Right. It was uh, what was it called back then? High fidelity. High fidelity. Nice. <laughs> All in. Yeah, dude. So I had a three camera shoot, and that I would look great on a tube TV. I guarantee <laughs> on a VHS tape, and uh, I was able to make copies of this set that I did. Uh, for zero dollars, I can make ten copies at one time 
On right. these decks, they have this TV station. Yeah, the nonlinear systems, and man. And I had, like, you know, this before the internet, so I, I got every address that I could to any comedy club, and I made up a fake resume, did a headshot. It's horrible. Absolutely. You know, I used to have a little hair coming out of my nose. And I, I put the <laughs> tape in there, and I just sent it off. Right. And, and that's how it was done. And for... I was high energy back then, and any club liked a high energy feature. Sure. It's all like, oh, this is good. We just need someone to entertain the crowd. Right. Who's not going to stand there and be a dickhead. Yeah. And mope about his life. Right. <laughs> you know? bring, it, bring everyone down. <laughs> right. So I got tons of work without really, you know, like knowing a lot of people. I just sort of did well at good nights. And then I sent those tapes out, got tons of work. And then about two or three months later, I, I you know, this is in 1998. I told my boss at the TV station who knew I was doing stand up at night. I said, I got to I got to try it, man. You know, I'm going to come back or hopefully not and beg for my job in about three months. But right. I got to try it. He goes, get out of here. And so that was in October of 1998. And I've not had a real job since then. Nice. Yeah. That's such a I good mean, feeling. I mean, it's not always great. I mean, I went into debt when I came out here sure. in 2000. I, I filed for bankruptcy, actually. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've said it before. I make about five grand a year. So <laughs> I'm, I, I believe that it's he, not well, easy. You live below your means. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm scraping by surviving, but um, it, it is possible, I suppose. <laughs> All right. So you came out to here and was Comedy Stores this the first club you came first, to? First, I'll tell you. And this brings back that other point. Like, I thought everyone was the best of the best. Right. So I thought when I came here, I was nervous. You know, I thought, like, yeah, I don't, I'm, I don't even want to go up. I'm so scared. Yeah. They're not going to get a guy from the South who's, you know, talking about Panthers Fuji, Hollywood right. types. <laughs> so I'm, I forgot the name of the room. It was a one-nighter type club that I, a guy, like Jeff called a guy and got me on this event, right? I'm sitting in the back of the room. How'd you know Jeff? I knew Jeff from Good Nights. Oh, okay. We started around the same time. Good Nights actually has a good graduating class. Jeff Richards from there. Me, Retta, the black girl from Parks and Rec. Right. Um, oh, God. I'm, uh, the Asian guy who's famous from Hangover. Dr. Ken. Ken. Ken yes. Jones. He was a doctor at Duke, and so he came in there a couple times. Right. Not that that's where he was made, but he came in there. I remember him showing up. Zach Galifianakis went to NC State. He showed up there a couple times. Wow. So you got all these random people, you yeah. know, but Jeff was the one that – that moved to LA that I kind of hung out with that I knew. And that's okay. how I got this, 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 this one gig. And so I'm sitting in the back of the room and I'm watching all these comedians eat shit. I'm going like, I'm looking, I'm looking at myself. I'm going to fucking kill. <laughs> right. Like I, I, th- These guys are horrible. Yeah. Oh They're God. not comedians though. And that's the problem with LA. You'll get people who, who be like, uh, yeah, yeah, you should try to stand up, man. Yeah, I'm going to do You're it. You're a funny dude. Get yeah. up there. And then, and then, but they've never, you know, we've sharpened the knife. My friends love me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Cool. You're a funny dude. And I'm sitting back there watching people eat shit. And I've got material that I've tested on the road for right. two years that I know I only have to do seven minutes. Yeah. And I'm doing 30 on the road. Like, that's right. going to be a piece of cake. All I'm you got to decide is what seven I'm going to do. But exactly. That's the hard part. Instead of stretching into, <laughs> right. oh, what uh, and that is a harder part later on, you know, yeah. like, eh, I'm going to whittle this down. I talk too much. But I remember knowing I was going to kill. I killed, and then I went back in the room all confident, and then here comes Dane Cook. And then he took it to another level right. back then. Yeah, yeah. And then he fucking he was a monster. the roof off. And I go like, oh, there's that too. <laughs> the first. So L.A. has both bad comics, yeah. and then every now and then Chappelle will show up. Yep. Or Chris Rock. Or The, the first time I did uh, Dublin's, remember Dublin's? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how I met Jay Davis, Dan yeah. Cook, Alonzo Bowden, all these guys. So I met Jay. Uh, he ran a belly room show here at the Comedy Store for a couple of years. Right. And so when I worked the door, 
a lot of times he'd get, give me a list and be like, yeah, this is the guest list. And I'd be like, wait, I have to, I have to actually work when I'm here. This is going to get in the way of my doing drugs and not doing my job well. Uh, so I, I, I wanted stage time. At Dublin's? No, this, no was this is here in the belly room. Oh, I see. So I met Jay doing that. I would actually do the effort of like checking his guest list, sure. make sure people got in. Then you'd be well, like, he yeah, had a, he had a give good me stage. email list of yeah, people. He did. Yeah. It was always sold out back then. He eventually handed the show over to Josh Nasser. Uh-huh. But a lot of the, my first stage time out in LA where I got, you know, seven to 10 minutes was doing their belly room shows. Right. So I did Jay's belly room show a couple of times, a couple of times he'd let me cold open and stuff. Right. right. And I mean, that was, that's probably what I deserved. Dude, is at that, that where point. you like got good at messing with the crowd? Um, I actually, I got good at messing with the crowd by going on the road with dice Oh, and, okay. uh, the crowds tearing me a new asshole every time I the tried to do my bits. <laughs> it would be, dude. Yeah. I don't know how you would even do material. I, tr- I would club. try. I mean, does everyone listen to you? No, they won't. They're just screaming at you. I, I had like bits about being from Kansas and shit and people would be like, get off the stage. <laughs> faggot!" <laughs> and I'd be like, Jesus. And like he, right. he only does he does Miami, New York, New Jersey, Vegas. Right. Essentially, that's it. A couple right. other places occasionally, but he pretty much does those cities. So it's like uh, we're talking aggressive alpha male dudes that are going right. to see Dice oh, Clay yeah. in yeah. two thousand and five, right? And they were fucking ripping me apart after like the fourth night of shows I did with him. He's like, "You gotta talk back to him." And I was scared, like if I talk to the crowd, right. Dice would get mad. Like, don't yeah, yell at my some crowd. Headliners hate that. But yeah, it's they like, get don't mad. Don't open that door. Right. Right. And so I, I just would plow through it, yeah. just like trying to get my bits out and just right. pretend like there aren't dudes yelling at me every seven <laughs> seconds. <laughs> hey, pussy, shut the fuck up and bring dice out. <laughs> Go back to Kansas. Kansas. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so my mom, is, my mom is Irish, which means <laughs> boom. It's scary as fuck, yeah. dude. So then once dice is like, you got to fucking, you got to own them. If they see that you're scared, they're going to eat you alive. Yeah. So then... It was literally the beginning was just me. I, it wasn't even funny. It was just me being aggressive back to him. Then right. being like, hey, shut up, faggot. And me being like, I'm going to fuck your mother in the mouth tonight. And then they're like, yeah, the crowd's just loving it. They're like, oh, this yeah. is easy. They love that style. And now they're listening, though. But that's and a then, skill that you developed yeah. because of that. Well, then I brought that style back to the comedy store, and the crowds were like, no, very aggressive. <laughs> Not at all acceptable. And then it took me a while to fucking learn, figure out how to. Tone that down. Yeah, to make it so I wasn't crossing lines. Right. Freddie Soto used to give me a lot of really good advice and God, shit about Freddie Soto. Uh, just a, a legend of a, a nice guy. Freddie Soto, right here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of where that started for me. Was picking on the crowd. Was working with Dice. How'd you get on the road with with Dice Clay? Did he see you here? Um, I I met him here. I, I got on the road with Dice from doing my impression of Argus Hamilton. <laughs> okay. Tell him who Argus Hamilton is. Uh, Argus is this, a comic. This crowd might know, but yeah, it's worth I, repeating. I interviewed him on one of the first episodes of the podcast. It's actually really interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. He uh, does he? Okay, go ahead. He, he he's been here since like seventy six, right? Okay. And he was Mitzi's boyfriend for a long time. Huge cokehead. Um, just party just falls for off. Tonight Show. So uh, he says, yeah, he or he was on Johnny Carson like. 30 times Carson right. loved him. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he was like big name. Like he, uh, his name pops up in all these random things. Like I read Bill Hicks's autobiography. I'm not a huge Bill Hicks fan, but, uh, read his biography and he's talking about a show in Texas before any of the guy, Texas guys came to LA. Yeah. It's like Hicks, Kinnison, 
just a bunch of like dice probably too. I, I think not. No, because I think dice went New York to LA. Oh, that's right, right. right. These these are like Texas based comics. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and so um, it was huge. I think LeBove was on there, right. and uh, it was essentially like an early stages of of Kinnison the Outlaw Show or whatever right. it was, um, but for whatever reason, whoever booked the show wanted there to be a Hollywood presence. So they flew out Argus Hamilton to host the show. Right. And he was known, he was like the host of the comedy store. That's what they knew him as in the but He used to be 80s. the first guy every show, every night at the comedy store. He, he still is. A, is he still? 9.15 every night. He still. I, I like that that still happened. Yeah. I actually still does do. it. Still. Yeah. Still does it. How old is he now? He's got to be early 60s, I'm but guessing. But he's tan. Tan. He is Hollywood. Yeah. Why does From he Oklahoma. Say, does he, does still he has change up his hair. act a lot, or does he yeah, say not really? He doesn't have to. His <laughs> grandfather. Because people probably want to hear his stuff that he's been doing. No, well, they don't. People now don't but, know who the hell he is. Like when but I, he knows who he is. When I go on stage now, <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's two hours later. First thing I say is like, "Yeah, it's been a good show so far." Plus, you guys got to see Argus, <laughs> and then I talk about how irrelevant he is because he tells OJ jokes and <laughs> stuff. Where you're just like, "Why would you do this?" He does a Richard Nixon impression in right, his act. Or right. I always, I always say, uh, "You do the Nixon impression." And yeah, I go, yeah. Not a better way to, in the world to connect with millennials than doing an impression <laughs> of a dead president who's had no relevancy on their life. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Uh, I kind of lost my train no, of thought. He, he, he was the guy who opened But who, you who do impressions. Door, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh -oh. I did impressions of all, I used to do impressions <laughs> of him. So I'd work the door, and he'd always come out and start talking. Rich, you know, and he, he had these stories that are very specific. He about, called you Rich? Rich. About, <laughs> about I love that you got to know comics right. that never got famous, and then he'd just tell you the story about him. You'd be like, why would you tell me that? Right. So I'm staying in there. It's mean Greg Eagles. And Skip Stevenson. Skip Stevenson. And you're just like, what? And he'd have some long story, or he'd have these great stories about, like, 80s television stuff. I'm hanging out, me, Lara Kitt, and Todd Bridges. And you're just like... <laughs> but he never tells any of these great stories on stage. So then you go in and watch them, and it's like... In Kato Kalen on the witness stand. <laughs> He's every one of us. And the crowd's like, who's Kato Kalen again? So <laughs> I, would, uh, I was a little bit of an alcoholic. And uh, so I thought it was really funny to make fun of Argus because when I showed up, he was like untouchable because Mitzi was still around. Yeah. And he was like as close to having like getting remarried as Mitzi ever got after right. she divorced Sammy like really and took this club. So they were very close. And, um, so I started mocking him because I was a young prick, and <laughs> everyone was like, "Are you making fun of Argus? That's fucked up." But like I, I got to meet Someone, all these cool people, I'm so, dude. It, 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 it sealed you. I mean, yeah. it, it's like no one has made fun of Argus. Uh, yeah. So thank God. I, I mean, I got to, I got hilarious. I got hammered with Robin Williams just based on me doing an Argus impression. Mm. Saw him in the hallway. And then uh, he was standing there. He just loved that you did that and wanted to hang out with you. Yeah. Oh, I, I walked great. up and I go, "Hey, uh, hey, Robin, the Todd's looking for you. He says you owe him eighteen hundred bucks for that cocaine." <laughs> and Robin goes running out of the comedy club, like literally runs out of the hallway, and then comes back cracking up. And he's like, "How the hell do you know where I bought cocaine from in the eighties?" Oh, I said, so oh, I, "I've had to listen to Argus tell stories for so long. Oh my god!" And then so then I, all night, I was just. Fucking with Robin Williams, <laughs> we were essentially improving, awesome. and he was playing along. <coughs> How long Listen, ago was the Robin Williams part? It was my 25th birthday, so nine years ago. Yeah. Wow! And he uh, he was doing press for the movie RV at the time. Oh yeah, I that movie. so he uh, he was really cool, and he he was fucking loving it. I'm telling. 
Listen, Rob, I want to talk to you about this sitcom you're doing. An alien? People aren't going to buy that, man. That's a crap show. Yeah, people really like it, Argus. It's actually been off the air for 20 years. No one's going to buy it. Never make it to season two. I guarantee it. I think people are going to like it. What's a Cadillac, man? This movie's a pile of garbage, is it? Tim Robbins is a great actor, man. So Dice was here, and Eleanor, uh, her and Dice were dating at the time. Right. And, you know, I was in this parking lot one night, drunk, and she said, Oh, uh, Argus, you remember Andrew, right? And Dice just looked at me like, who the fuck is this guy? Because Dice is kind of standoffish in yeah. general. He doesn't like talking to people. Right. I go, oh, hey, Andy. And he's like, who the fuck? Andy, what the fuck are you talking about? What's up, buddy? You going to Crest Hill later? <laughs> Which is like some house that Mitzi used to own that she let comics Everybody live in. fucking party yeah. that. Yeah. And he was like, oh, my God, are you doing an impression of August Hamilton? <laughs> so he called me one night. Sebastian was on the road with him at the time. Yeah. And Sebastian couldn't go. He was supposed to go to Miami. And Sebastian had an audition for the Friends spinoff, Joey. Oh, was, yes. I remember that. He was that. supposed to play yeah. like Joey's brother or cousin oh, or perfect. something. So perfect, he couldn't actually. go, and uh, Dice called me, and I remember I was working here, and my phone rang, and he was like, hey, uh, you want to go on the road with me for the next two weeks? I was like, yeah, absolutely. He's <laughs> like, we're going to Miami and New York City. I'd never been to New York. I'd never been to Miami. So wow. I was like, yeah. And I'd been on the road with Pauly for like half a year, but it's like the worst cities on earth. It's like Cherise <laughs> yeah. Port, Brownsville, oh, yeah. Texas. Yeah, yeah. He's actually counting pe- seats. Dayton, Ohio. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wichita was like the right. biggest city we went to. At right. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it. And he's like, by the way, you, you don't do August on stage, do you? And I was like, no, no, I don't. He's like, okay. Because <laughs> right. um, no one's going to get it but comedy show yeah, people. Yeah, people right, have right, no right. idea what you're talking right. about. No, I got a 15-minute chunk. It's my closer. It's just Argus. It's just pure Argus. <laughs> yeah, all Argus, all the time. So then uh, I went, and we did Miami first, and that's kind of where I got my asshole handed to me from people. Met, met OJ, got to hang out with OJ and Mitch Hedberg at the same what? time. What? Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. Um, what a the, weird pairing. Yeah. <laughs> Together? Well, Dice. Dice. OJ and Mitch Hedberg. Mitch Hedberg had been at the improv the week before us. Okay. And he and his wife and his parents were there. Yeah. And they were staying because he had never seen Dice perform and he wanted to stay for an extra, extra time and watch yeah. Dice. Yeah. So uh, f- I think we did Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Saturday, maybe. We're supposed to do Saturday, but Hurricane Charlie or something hit. Right. So we ended up canceling that one show. But uh, first couple nights, ate it pretty bad and then uh the friday night show i did well and oj was there right and afterwards uh i think joel zadek or something was his name or joel something uh i think he owned the club or he's the manager he came up and he's like oj's here he wants to meet you guys and dice is like i'm not gonna meet oj <laughs> and he's like really is he, he holding he's a big fan <laughs> and he's like what about you you meet oj it's like fuck yeah i'll meet oj <laughs> i mean come on so, so i what, go what out what year was this this is 2005 okay. this is after the yeah. whole f- he's oh, yeah. free yeah he's, he's a free man he, he's yeah. gotten away with murder he's not kidnapped yet yeah he has not gone back to jail <laughs> right. for stealing his own oh, memorabilia right. plus joe montana's cleats <laughs> you wanted to ask him specifically about that or were you just gonna like i'm, no, I'm just, afraid he's was, probably imposing man. yeah he's a large man his hand was so big he put it around my shoulder and thumb on my back fingers down past my nipple so, like enormous hands like, how he ever fumbled a ball was crazy for a yeah. hand. like a, a total alien hand i'm just like oh shit so i come in and 
was like the biggest fan I'd ever had at that point. OJ was. OJ remembered every single thing I said. It was repeated wow. back to me. He had like a 25-year-old blonde girl who obviously never nope. learned anything. <laughs> that was with him, and he kept screaming at her. To take, Iceland. Take pictures of us. <laughs> take a picture of us. She had like a disposable camera. Somewhere, OJ has a camera with like 15 photos of me and him at a bar at the improv. Oh, that's funny. Oh, so, the court does. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably yeah, the fucking uh, courthouse. Who is this associate? <laughs> Uh, my dad always would say, you know, he's going to go to jail and he's going to be like, Oh no, I have an alibi. I was hanging out with this guy yeah, the whole time. There's pictures. Uh, I'd just be like, yeah, I was with him. He's he good was guy. here from this time to this time. <laughs> so I was, I'm hanging with OJ at the bar at the improv and his fucking scared soon to be probably murdered if he hadn't gone back to jail, uh, <laughs> girl and Mitch Hedberg walks up and I'm like, Holy fuck. It's Mitch Hedberg. And this was like insane. when Hedberg was huge Yeah, and like, 60% of open micers at that time were just like shitty Mitch Hedberg ripoffs. Yes. And it was like, there was a two or three year period where I, that was like the style everyone decided they were going to be. Everyone thought they could be a, yeah. So it was really annoying, but I, you know, it was, I thought it was cool to meet him. He walked up and he was like, Hey, I wanted to say hi. Uh, great show tonight. You're really funny. You know, asked me how old I was and stuff. And, uh, and he's like, how do you know OJ? <laughs> like I just met can, him. Can you introduce me? Yeah. He's like, Oh, I looked over. I'm like, is, is the comic hanging out with OJ? I'm like, yeah, he, he's a fan of mine. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so he introduced me to his family. And then, uh, he was like, yeah, man, we saw you earlier today standing in front of Hooters and there's a Hooters right by the, which one OJ or Mitch? This is what Mitch said. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, there's a, Hooters like a block away from in Coconut Grove from where the Four Seasons, where the improv is, whatever. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, yeah, I was over there today. And I got, man, I, I can't believe you recognized me. That seems weird. <laughs> like you saw me there first. Right. And then when I was on stage, Stalking you were like, hey, you. that's the guy from standing in front of Hooters. I go, yeah, that's weird. How'd, how'd you know it was me? And he's like, well, I just remember I, I turned to my mom and I go, man, doesn't that guy by himself in front of Hooters look really sad? <laughs> So I was like, yeah. That's great. I was like, yeah, that, that was definitely he me. He made a joke about you. About me, yeah. With his family. Look how sad that guy looks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Dude, I was just standing there like. I wonder if I ever made it to stage, but not you. I don't know. Well, And then he goes. Uh, like, never go to Hooters by yourself. <laughs> that would have been a but great Mitch Hedberg bit. Yeah. He goes, uh, hey, can I ask you a question? They started walking away. He came back. He's like, can I ask you a question? I'm like, yeah. He's like, what room are you staying in? I'm like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. So I go, uh, well, Dice said that the Four Seasons isn't a five-star hotel because <laughs> oh. it's only four seasons, so it can only be four stars. <laughs> so Dice is staying in uh, South Beach somewhere, mm-hmm. and I get Dice's room, which is like a suite on the top floor at the Four Seasons. <laughs> what? Yeah, so I'm just like, fuck yeah. Dude. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I have Dice's room. And he's like, uh, ask me if it's this room number. I go, yeah, that's it. And he's like, you didn't, you didn't happen to find a bag of pills, did you? <laughs> And I was like, yeah, actually, there's a bag of pills in the, the drawer, like, right by the you bed. You found me? Yeah, when I first got in the hotel room, awesome. I'm walking around, I'm just, like, looking in. You know, instead of a Bible, I open the door, because the, <laughs> the improv owns the room. The Mormons stock it with yeah. pills. Yeah. It's a whole and There's Bible. just a bag with just unmarked pills. And I'm like, well, that's wow. kind of weird. And I said something to the Joel at the club, and he's like, just leave them there. I don't know what it is. So he's like, you care if I come back and grab those pills? And I'm like, Sure. So he made, he made it a, a time to meet with me the next morning so he could come by and get his pills. Holy and I gave shit. him his pills. And he kept calling, oh, they're, they're my vitamins. I'm like, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, of course. And he, he died like four months later. That's and I was like, wow. man, I shouldn't have given him those pills. Mm-hmm. 
Dude, um, that's insane. Yeah. So then so four seasons. Yeah. Put up Andrew Dice Clay. You got his room. I got his room. Because there was enough seasons. Because and then, and then, but, but apparently Mitch Hedberg was in the same room the, the week the before. Comedy, the, the comedy club owns it. Puts him up. Yeah, the comedy club owns that room right, full right. time. They always have that room. So like, com- yeah, it's like a condo. Yeah, it's a condo. Way better if it's, it's a full fucking season. Top floor. Jesus, it's what just club like is this? It's the. Like, uh, I'm gonna leave my pills here and then I'm gonna come. Yeah, back. but yeah. most condos you'll know are fucking shitholes. Shitholes. Yeah. No one gets a four fucking seasons. Yeah. Where but was it's, this? It's uh. It's Florida somewhere. This is Miami. This oh, is yeah, Coconut yeah, Grove, yeah, Improv and Coconut Grove. That's why I've never seen it. Yeah. I don't do well in Miami. No, oh, is that right? No, I get sunburned. When you pulled out the bag of pills, though, were you ever tempted to just like, eh, maybe yeah, I'll just I could use some vitamins? You know, if, uh, probably if I would have had a smartphone then, <laughs> knowing my habits as a, enjoying getting intoxicated the way sure, I did sure. back then, I probably would have looked up what they were and then eaten well, them. Well, if you had known history, at least yeah. taken a picture, and then right. have that, like, here's... Headbird <laughs> last two vitamins. Right. This oh, one was insane. a quaalude. Yeah. This one was that's an oxycodone. Wow. It's before it's called a Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> oh. He did it to himself. He was, how long have we gone? I have to pee like a mother trucker. Oh, um, we, we got. Are we, uh, are we doing. A, we okay. got fifteen more seconds, and oh, then we're right? at an hour. Oh, yeah. Good, I can hold it. Then. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, then thirteen. The, oh. the, I was real excited to do the show the next night, and it got canceled because. Hurricane was coming, right? And I, I literally got to sit in my sweet room that had a full wall of yeah. mirror or of a window, and just watch the storm getting closer and closer. Like we're gonna fucking die. <laughs> and I kept calling the front desk, and being like, uh, uh, "Do I need to go in the basement or something?" And they're like, "No, you're fine." I'm like, the, you don't I, I mean, I could see the lightning. Yeah, yeah. They're like, "You're okay. Yeah. Don't worry about it." And then we left the next day, and that's also uh, Dice had been calling me before this uh, in the middle of the night. He would call me. And he would always claim he was a black guy named Marvin. But he doesn't change his voice at all. It's just like, this is Marvin. I'm a black guy. (laughs) (laughs) What? Why? Just to mess with you? I just like, he likes fucking with me. Oh, that's funny. So then. uh, I like that he likes doing that. That night I found out, uh, I guess it was the next morning at like four in the morning, we had to go to the airport because we were flying to New York. Yeah. And and Eleanor's like, (laughs) dice, he ate some Ambien. So he's he ate it. He's kind of fucked up, <laughs> and he was in full hallucination. Oh. And he thought he was Marvin, this black guy. Oh and he's God. like, "We're at the airport." And he's he's telling security his name's Marvin, Marvin. and that and they're just like, they know no, who he is. No. And he's like, "I'm gonna make it rain with my big black dick." And they're like, "What? Oh, okay, go ahead and go through, sir." That's just hilarious. And I was, I was like, uh, "All right, now he's fucking with everybody." Yeah. And then I found out a couple months after that he. Uh, he freaked out his kids real bad. He had custody of his kids and he uh, apparently woke his kids up and took them, put them in his Escalade and they drove around the neighborhood and collected all the trash from all the neighbors in the back of his Escalade because he was hallucinating. Ambien can mess yeah. you up, but that's, that's crude. Yeah. I think so there's something else. With he woke up the next day and his kids were all terrified and he's like, what's the big deal? And they're like, Go look in your car. And he didn't remember any of it. And I was like, holy shit, he wasn't fucking around. He he was literally hallucinating and insane. So wow. was there a connection there with the pills from Mitch Hedberg? You think maybe he took a wrong Ooh. one or something? I'm, I mean, uh, that's a, more than Ambien, it sounds like. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I've done Ambien and I've done some crazy shit. I walk I, up I've to the fridge and eat stuff. A couple times after that, we were in Vegas and stuff, we ate an Ambien. And then he would call me, come down, we're watching porno. And I'd be like, what? <laughs> 
And I'd get down there and he would just be. He starts out. doing Louis Anderson impressions. His eyes, <laughs> his eyes Come are like half shut. And he just, <laughs> he looks completely insane. And wow. he, he either turns into Marvin, the black guy, which is again, just him normal yeah. telling you he's a, so black, he's guy, a black guy, Marvin. or he turns into a drill sergeant oh, and shit. he thinks he's an army sergeant That guy scares and he'll snap out of it after like. An hour, but I want you to come on my podcast. Yeah. And I want to tell you my Andrew Dice Clay experience. Okay. And we'll continue this conversation. All right. Um, what, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you being here doing no, this. Dude, my pleasure. Uh, Long overdue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you have do you have things you want to promote? Shows yeah, coming I have up? A, a, I shot a new special. It's not out yet. Okay. Uh, uh, did in Chicago. We'll probably be on Netflix or Showtime. But okay. uh, because we're on a podcast, right? people should go check out my podcast. Excellent. It's called the John Reap Show. John Reap Show, which works out great. I'm yeah, John that's con- convenient. It's very convenient. It's thirty minutes. It's once a week, Wednesday, and I. It's on SoundCloud. It's on iTunes. Go to johnreap.com. Click on podcasts. You can go from there. Beautiful. All right, and you're on Twitter, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Facebook, Instagram, farmersonly.com, Pinterest. <laughs> all I got a great shit. pumpkin pie recipes. Chicks will not leave me alone. <laughs> Beautiful. Yes. All right. Well, thanks for being on, man. Thank always you, a buddy. pleasure. And uh, thanks to Kyle Davis. Yeah, too. absolutely. Uh, sitting in with us. Always a pleasure. And uh, yeah, this comedy store. Come check it out. Eighty four thirty three Sunset. Seven nights a week. Always good. Good fun times. You'll get to see crazy people pooping on the street. <laughs> uh, all right. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.